Hello once again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and as some of you well know, I come here and talk usually once a week about the topics that most impact this country from a common sense, logical standpoint. I don't pretend to be anything special. I don't pretend to know more than other people. I'm just simply saying what I see. And I think a lot of you are seeing the same thing. And because sometimes you feel as if you're not allowed to say it or you're silenced or you will be judged and condemned in this world where freedom of speech is absolutely a question mark right now, um, you probably can sympathize with a lot of what I say and some of my complaints and other observations. But this week, um, I, I really want to deal with Something I don't think Democrats ever thought was going to happen, which is that the Biden administration, instead of furthering their agenda, has hurt it dramatically. And it hurt it by actually exposing what it really is. Now, I find it interesting, and I've found this interesting for the past few years, that the Democrat Party calls themselves, quote-unquote, the party of the people. Whereas there are millions in this country who will tell you very quickly that they are in the majority uh, and that the Democrat Party only speaks to its own party. And in so doing has become very insular and very exclusionary. Not inclusionary, if that's even a word, but they certainly don't seem to care about anybody who doesn't side with their occasionally insane far-left beliefs. And that is the reason why we're seeing such pushback. That is the reason why we're seeing building, quote-unquote, red waves throughout the country. That's why they lost Virginia. That's why they almost lost New Jersey entirely. That's why they've lost uh, school boards to more right-leaning um, uh, governing bodies uh, among parents and teachers and administrations. And that's only going to continue to happen because they're noticing it now. They're realizing that the party of the people, as revealed by the Biden administration, has absolutely nothing to do with catering to the country, serving the country, and doing things in the country's best interests when it has become abundantly clear that they are only doing things in the party's best interests. And that if it's not a leftist notion, it is not a correct notion. Now, of course... We have a Democrat president, we have Democrat House and Senate, so obviously many of the policies and proposed laws that are going to come down from Capitol Hill will be leftist in bent. Well, yes, of course. However, the other side to this is that when you push that far in that direction and you start to disenfranchise more than half a country including your own voters. And when I say this, I say this because I know people who have voted for Biden. I know people who are what I would call and what they would call uh, moderate Democrats. And they, in what they will say is that they didn't like Trump, they were sick of him, and they really just wanted anybody else. And let's face it, um, the, one of the reasons why Biden got as many votes as he did is because there were a whole lot of people who voted just because they didn't like Trump. It was... I, I would be stunned to know, and I really think they should do studies on this, the percentage of votes cast that were not so much pro-Biden, but anti-Trump. And that is one of the reasons why I don't really want Trump to run again. He's too much of a lightning rod, and this would just happen again. 
uh, you you would create that vacuum where you either love him or you hate him. And, and bottom line is there's going to be a few more people who just don't want him in there again. And they're just going to vote for anybody else. They're going to vote for whoever's against him, even if they don't particularly like that candidate. But anyway, I digress. The point I'm trying to make is that the Biden administration has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, the day-to-day -day plight of the American is of little consequence to them. They have proved that, especially in the past few months with the rising inflation and supply chain issues and all of that. Uh, when you have a member of your own administration laughing at uh, about you know rising gas prices, when you have Pisaki and other members of that administration being extraordinarily condescending and worse, cold, uh, dismissive, as in, oh, well, we don't really, you know, we don't care what the what they say. We don't care what the people say. Yes, the very people that put you in charge and put you in power, now you don't care, unless they voted for you. And even then, those people are pulling back, those moderates I speak of. They're pulling back because they're noticing something. They're noticing that Biden can't lead and shouldn't lead. They're noticing that he can't run a country, that he has absolutely, that he is entirely outclassed in terms of foreign affairs. Um, the Afghanistan incidents prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt, but there are also other world leaders who have met him and have looked at us in, during his first term as president here, and they're just shaking their heads and going, this guy, this guy's useless. And we, we're starting to see that. We're starting to see his incompetence. We're starting to see that he doesn't have a single original idea in his head. All he is doing is parroting his leftist cabal that's around him. That's all he's doing. Uh, and the reason I say that is because if you look at his history as a politician, yes, he's always been a Democrat, but he's always been, up to this point, pretty moderate. I did uh, several podcasts last year prior to the presidential election uh, reminding people of Biden's past and that, you know, this guy really is moderate. I mean, he's, 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 he's sort of milk toast politician. He's not somebody to really be afraid of because he's not really, a, you know, he, he's not like Trump. He's not like, he's not as far left as, as some of the other candidates were. And that's true. Like, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Beto O'Rourke and, and people like that and Buttigieg. Those guys were all much farther left. However, as we're seeing now, and the one concern I had, I said, look, the one thing we have to look out for is if because he's getting older and because absolutely he is declining, his cognitive abilities absolutely are, that's a fact. Everybody is mentioning this. Medical professionals are mentioning this. The former physician of the White House, Ronnie Jackson, has called this out dozens of times. Of course, the mainstream press won't put that into the paper because, God forbid, we call out the president's cognitive decline. But they could spend four years talking about Trump's supposed cognitive uh problems. The only difference being, of course, that Trump aced his cognitive test while Biden refuses to take one. Anyway, the point is, Biden used to be moderate and now he's not. The policies he's enacting really don't, don't jive well with what he has done in the past. They're way farther left, which tells me that people are pushing him in that direction, everybody that's surrounding him. And all he's doing is catering to one particular crowd, and that is the far left. Now, there are more moderates out there than ever before. There are more independents than ever before. The independent party is growing at a rapid rate. The libertarian party is growing. Every there's Everyone's sort of gravitating away from Democrats and Republicans to some extent. This two-party thing is, is really not working out for a lot of people. And they're abandoning 
either one because it, they don't speak to them. To both sides, both parties are becoming too insular, too extreme in some ways. And I believe that the Republican Party is only doing that in reaction. You know, you're trying to push back against something that is uh, becoming more extreme. So you have to buckle down and double down on your own side. I understand that. But it's continuing to alienate people, especially on the Democrat side. You're seeing a lot more people, especially higher-ups, that are frustrated with their party, frustrated with where their that party is going. Uh, Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, for example, are uh, good examples of that because Manchin has said several times in the past few months that he just he doesn't know where he belongs. Uh, he's refuted rumors that he wants to join the Republican Party. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up an independent within the next year. Um, he just constantly fights back against Democrat policies, and rightfully so. The ones he's fighting back against should be fought back against. Um, he's, you know, he's still a Democrat, so I don't agree with some of his things. But the, what he's fighting back against, he's doing so with common sense and logic, as many Republican leaders are, and knowing that this can't continue this way. Cinema very similar. They're the two that were... Biden's major stumbling blocks for that spending bill and have continued to push back against him in, in uh, numerous other areas. And that's just a few examples. You're seeing uh, Democrat leaders, uh, for example, in law enforcement, uh, so many, especially considering the defund the police stance that Democrats have taken in past years. They're just out. They don't want any part of this anymore. Um, and, and then again, you've got a bunch of them retiring as well. So it's hurting the party in a lot of ways. Then you've got the citizens reacting to what the Biden administration is showing them. They're showing them coldness and dismissiveness. They don't care about your problems. They don't care that the price of gas is going to $4 a gallon. Now, here's the thing. I've said this before. They don't care. And uh, Senator Tom Cotton uh, made this clear. And I've been saying this since since the inflation mess really began. I've been saying this since then, and I'm glad Cotton said it because obviously no one's going to hear me say it, but people heard him say it. And he said very clearly that this whole thing was not an accident. This spiraling out of control of oil and gas prices was absolutely not an accident. And of course it's not. I said this from the start. Of course it isn't. They don't like fossil fuels. They don't want any part of that. They are pushing extremely hard on the green side to get people to switch to alternative forms of energy uh, like solar and electric. They have been doing this the entire administration. The left just keeps jamming the climate stuff down our throat every 24 hours, every single day you see it. So why would this be a surprise to see gas prices skyrocket? This is to their favor. This pushes their agenda. This says, look, see, the price of oil is crazy high. It's, it might only get worse. This is the time to switch to electric or, or, or something. This is the time to abandon your, your reliance on fossil fuels. This, this is what we've been talking about. See, now it's not so much cheaper. Yeah, see, this plays into that, but it, ex it tips their hand. It exposes what they really wanted and also exposes their complete uh, lack of understanding of the real world. Democrats have been accused many times, especially in 2021, of being just vastly out of touch and living in some sort of fantasy world that does not exist. And again, it's because they become so insular. They really believe that their nutso policies embraced by a few are actually embraced by many, or if they're not, they should be. And this is the problem they're facing. This is why they're going to lose huge in the midterms, because they can't, they have no way of doing anything else. They keep, they're going to keep this up because they don't know anything else. 
And the gas and oil situation is such that, you know, I said, look, Biden, of course he wants it to go high. All the greenies want it to go high. They like that. It will force you to, to change. Of course, not taking into account even for a split second the reality of the situation that it is extremely expensive for a household, for example, to completely abandon the use of oil if they heat with oil to change their entire you know, their heating system in their house or for them to change, you know, to change their vehicle. Okay, we're done with that. We got to go buy another. Have you seen the price of new vehicles and even used vehicles recently? They have skyrocketed. And electric vehicles are not any cheaper. They've got to the point where I don't think that I don't think they're that much more expensive than than uh, cars with just regular gas. But it's it's pretty close now. However, they've got to come much lower. And you still have the problem that rural America faces, which is that most people do. Of course, they don't have charging stations at home. They're going to have to have that installed. They don't have very many charging stations around them. Certainly compared to the number of gas stations. And the number one thing which I've been saying for a long time is that is not even the biggest hurdle. Availability is still a problem, but the biggest problem is timing. For a hundred years, Americans have gone around in their vehicles and filled up their cars in a matter of minutes. On their way to work, they stop two minutes to get gas. On their way to do something, they stop to get gas. You know how long it takes to recharge a car fully? 13, 18, 24 hours, depending on how the, the size of the, the plug, the uh, the car, the size of the battery, all of that. I think the shortest I ever saw for a full charge for any vehicle, I think it was maybe eight hours. Most of them fall from what I've seen in that sort of 12 to 18 hour range. That's, a, that's for a full charge, of course. You could, you, you know, if you needed just to get somewhere, I suppose you could just charge it quickly. But even then you're talking half hour, hour, a couple hours. That is going to be a huge hurdle. And that is the one thing that's going to have to really change a lot before many people embrace this. Because it completely, something, it seems small, but something like that completely changes the landscape of our day-to-day -day lives. You know, it just does. We have to find a way to uh, counter that. Now, yes, you could say, well, putting it in the house means we never have to worry about it. We'll just put it and plug it in every night. You don't have to worry and you don't have to stop for anything. Yeah, okay. A, you have to remember to do that, and B, you have to have it in your house. That installation costs money. Oh, and yes, electricity isn't free. Do you have any idea what's going to happen if you drive a lot and you really do have to recharge your battery every now and then, at two, three times a week? The, wow, you, you, let me tell you. Your electric bill is going to take a bit of a spike. And if you live in certain states, for example, like mine, that has the highest electricity rates in the nation, you, you can't even imagine what that's going to cost. All of these things have to be taken into account. But of course... They're ignoring it all. They ignore it all, Biden and his cronies, because they want you to switch. They don't care how much of a strain it is on you. They don't care that airplanes and tanker ships and everything else that relies on fossil fuels right now, on diesel and gas, they don't care. They would have those things sit and rot until we can somehow transition them to electric, which is going to take some time to make it even remotely efficient or cost-feasible. And in so doing, the supply chain starts to collapse. Now, I'm not saying that's why the supply chain is crap. It's crap for other reasons right now. But that could only exacerbate the problem. When the cost of gas and oil goes up, why do you think every all, all the, the cost of items goes up? People, manufacturers have to ship these things, people. they got to get them here. So, of course, the price of things are going to go up because they have to pay more to ship it. It costs way more from a gas and oil standpoint. So this causes, the, it's not just that when the price of gas goes up, everything goes up. 
all prices go up pretty much across the board because that is the hinge of the transportation industry of how we get stuff. And with more and more people buying stuff from home, for example, this is only going to become more of a problem. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the kind of thing that, it, yes, it affects so many people, it affects everybody, and the Biden administration is pretending it doesn't. And the other uh, proof of this is that they're not addressing it at all. They're not addressing any of these things. They're not addressing the gas and oil prices. They're not really doing much of anything. They don't really care. They laugh at us. They don't care about the inflation. They're calling it transitory and temporary. Call it whatever you want. It's been inflation pretty much all year, and it shows no signs of going anywhere, according to every economic expert on the planet. Many are saying don't expect it to go away until the end of next year, and even then it might not. This is not temporary. This is not transitory. This is big, and this is a problem, and you're not doing anything to stop it. You're not even taking any sort of responsibility for it either. And you're just, you're, the border, you're just going to pretend it's not there. You're going to pretend that that's not a massive crisis, that there are not hundreds of thousands of people that are going to shove their way into this country completely illegally and for absolutely no other purpose than to, many times, than to just leech off the system, which is precisely why they're coming here in the first place and absolutely why they're coming here illegally. They're coming here legally, we'd all assume other things, and we should. That's what immigration is. People who come here legally and want to adapt and assimilate into the system and work hard and contribute to this society. Instead, we have the lowest of the low, the absolute bottom rung of humanity are the only ones coming here. And when that happens, you know why. It's because they're attracted by free stuff. And that's always been the case. Look at the cost of what it of, of their uh welfare that's going to immigrants and illegal immigrants, how they get it at all is beyond me. But that is going, they're just going to pretend that's not there. They're going to pretend that that border issue is not there. They actually started by doing that. They, they laughed about that too. So that's not a big deal. The, the, the conservatives are trying to create a problem where there isn't one. Beto said this a couple years ago, remember? Uh, and they've actually been said, they even said it to this year. They said it this year after the mass explosion with DHS screaming that they need help, that they're, that the entire border is going to break and has broken in some spots. And you know what? They don't care. They don't care because to hell with national security, to hell with the instability of the economy, which cannot handle more moochers at this point. To hell with all of that. To hell with vetting them for COVID. To hell with vetting them for criminal acts. To hell with deporting dangerous individuals or people who really are proven to have been here for months, if not years, of just taking and not giving anything back, of which there are hundreds of thousands. Yes, there are. The numbers all support that. To hell with all of that, because that's not PC. And it doesn't play into the uh, liberal agenda. So we're just going to ignore it, pretend it's not there, and try and sweep it under the rug. More proof that they have no interest in you. They have no interest in this country. They have only interest in their insane completely bat-crap crazy ideas that are only getting worse, and that's all they care about. They're blathering about the climate while the economy is flailing around, desperately trying to get a foothold, and the border is collapsing, and oh, not to mention about a dozen other problems that are very serious, none of which they ever seem to talk about. They don't do anything. Did Biden ever go to the border? I don't think Harris ever should. I think she did one once for a little photo op. When, we, when he put her in charge, I laughed. A lot of people laughed because we knew she was going to laugh and no one's going to care. Again, it plays into their crap. They don't want a border. They don't want civilization. They don't want uh, citizen law, immigration law. They certainly don't want a wall. They don't want any of this. So why bother?
We'll just let it happen and pretend that it's not a problem. Just like they're doing with inflation. Just like they're doing with all these other issues. When they do this, it makes it plain. Because now, even people who voted Democrat, who are living their day-to-day -day lives, who don't watch a lot in the way of politics, they're feeling it. They're feeling the crunch and they're going, well... That's, that's when people start to pay attention more to what their leaders are doing. And when they start to pay attention, they realize that they're not paying attention. The leaders, they're not caring. They just don't care. And there's, they don't care by word and by action. Action being nothing. They're not doing anything. Southern states have desperately tried to take action to deal with the border because the federal government absolutely will not. Um, that is just, again, one example. And... Now you're seeing, again, the backing of far-left ideas at the expense of the country's citizens. Great expense. The cost of everything is going to go up, so what do they do? Float more socialist crap to take even more money out of your wallet. This is why they're going to fail in the midterms. This is why they're going to lose a whole lot of seats. This is why they've already lost a fair portion of their power. This is why Biden and Harris's approval ratings are in the tank. And this is why the red wave has already hit, uh, hit a few times in many years across the country just this month. It's only going to get worse because as they've proven, Democrats cannot learn from history. They cannot learn from their own mistakes. They, can't, they can do things only one way, which is jam their crap down your throat. They have no other way of doing it. They don't even use facts and statistics anymore. They don't bother because none of it backs anything that they've got to say. So forget it. We're just going to keep pushing our CRT and our equity nonsense and our climate garbage. And we're just going to keep doing that and pretend that these are actually the biggest problems that we face when they're not and haven't been ever. Just as a side note, uh, CRT is garbage, but climate thing, yes, we should work to preserve the, the world. It makes sense. It's logical. We should recycle. We should do things that, that help that. Of course, they can't just stop there. They can't just be logical about it. They can't just embrace certain initiatives that make perfect sense that try to save this, this, this world's uh, ecosystem in a variety of ways and make it so we can live on this planet for a long time without having things fail. I, I get it. I'm for it. A lot of people are. How can you not be? It makes perfect sense. It's logical. But when you push it the way you do and you take billions and you're, taking, and you're doing it in ways that completely uh, decimate a person's viewpoint of the world, now we're supposed to consider everything that we do on a daily basis, that we're the ones harming the environment, that we're the ones who are bad, we need to make drastic and immediate changes or we're all in big trouble immediately. None of that is true. None of it's ever been true. Remember when Al Gore said the eastern seaboard was going to be underwater by, what was it, 2020? Didn't he say that, like, late 90s or something? You know, th these are the things, or, or that uh, a few, it, was, it wasn't long ago where they had people screaming about how uh, the North Pole and parts, there's there all the ice was going to be gone, like, by now. Of course it's not. We all knew it wasn't going to be. But they use these simply as uh, tools to further an agenda that is all has become extremely political and not fact-based in any way. And nobody cares because they just keep pushing it. This is what's happening. They've been exposed. The Biden administration has exposed his own party. Good job, Joe. For that, we should probably thank you. Um... It's, it's unfortunate because it feels like you're taking advantage of, of an elderly individual who has no clue where he is or what he's doing. Um, the, the poor guy, just let him go home. Leave him alone. It, it feels like elder abuse at this point. Um, 
there's too many examples, too many instances where it's clear that he's not quite right. I'm not saying he's full-on delusional or dement and there's dementia and Alzheimer's that's you know rampaging through his system. I think it's early onset, I think, or not early onset, but early stages of it. I really think it's there, and I think it's obvious. And I think it's sad. But he has exposed that party. <laughs> it's actually kind of comical. Anyway, that's it for me for today. Uh, I appreciate you listening, as always. Um, and uh, with the holidays coming up, Hope you uh, have good holidays. I'll try and do one more show next week before Thanksgiving. We'll see how that goes. I'm a little busy. But anyway, thanks uh, once again. Feel free to spread this among your friends and family. I don't do any explicit content. I don't do any ads. And I don't ask for your personal information. Um, and uh, that's it for me. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.